Hey guys, you are listening to the Rima Chapel Podcast, which brings the message of Jesus Christ to the lost all across the globe. Today's speaker is our own pastor, Reverend Samuel Donkokwate, pastor of Rima Chapel, Belfort, Germany. Hope you enjoy the message. I want us to just uh, get into the word that I want to share with you. Uh, my word for you today is taken from Numbers chapter 16, the verse number 46 to 48. And uh, in addition to that, we'll be taking a look at uh, 1 Peter chapter 2, the verse number 9. I just want to talk to you about our assignment as priests, priests of the Most High God. So, so there's some small child somewhere who is also having church. <laughs> and the child is singing. Nah, yeah. Good. So, um, it's Numbers chapter 16. Verses 46 to 48. And we want to take a look at Aaron, who was the Old Testament type of what we are in the New Testament. Are you there? I think I would love some participation. Somebody can just read for me so that I, I just feel that you are participating. Thank you. Thank you. So the 46, just to repeat, said, So Moses said to Aaron, Take a censer and put fire in it from the altar. Put incense on it and take it quickly to the congregation and make atonement for them. For wrath has begun. For wrath has gone out from the Lord. The plague has begun. Then Aaron took it as Moses commanded and ran into the midst of the assembly, and already the plague had begun among the people. So he put it, he put in the incense and made atonement for the people. And he stood between the dead and the living, so the plague was stopped. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. So this is an Old Testament type 
of the picture that uh, I wanted for us to have. So we will take a good look at First uh, Peter chapter two, the verse number nine. Um, if I ha can have somebody else to read that one, that would also be nice. First Peter chapter two, the verse number nine. Esther Petrus, capital three, verse nine. Okay, thank you. Hier aber seid an ein auswärtiges Geschlecht, ein königliches Priestertum, ein heiliges Volk, ein Volk zum Eigentum, das ihr verkünden sollst, die Volltaten dessen, der euch berufen hat, aus der Finsternis in sein wunderbares Licht. Amen. This is, of course, I read it in German. We are in Germany, so some of you should begin to get used to the idea that uh, we'll be moving that way every now and then. But we are the New Testament type of what Moses was, or sorry, what Aaron was in the Old Testament. Please take notice of the fact that he stood between the dead and the living. Meaning that whatever was crossing over to pick people from the living and send them out among the dead, he became a mower, a wall, a barrier, a defense. So that thing could not cross over anymore from the dead to come and pick the living and then, you know, send them among the dead. And he was doing this, why? Because he was the priest. So you see, when the Bible says that we are a royal priesthood, coniglicious priestatum, the Germans say, we are royal ausgewählte folk, a people properly selected and chosen. It's not accidental. Carefully selected, carefully chosen, so that we should do this assignment it is not an accidental something. Every believer is a priest. It doesn't matter what the, the Catholic Church may be telling you. But according to the Bible, every believer is a priest. And you know, our priesthood is not the same as the priesthood of the Old Testament. Now, what is a priest? A priest is a go-between between God and men. A priest will talk to God about men. And then, after that, he will have a message from God, so he will talk to men about God. Mm. Now, we look at this particular time where his ministry was critical because it made the difference between living and dying, or between the dead and the living. Now, if you read this account well, you will notice that how fast this man did his work 
It is also how fast the thing was blocked from further spreading. So that if he was slow, so that he did this thing in let's say 30 minutes time after Moses told him. In that 30 minutes, those unseen entities who were taking people from among the living and sending them to the dead, they would have got so many souls. So how fast and how quick and how effective this man did his work meant that some people who were ordained to death, the spirit of death was frustrated and so they could leave. Well, in the New Testament, we do not play the role where we have to go into a temple that human beings have, have, have built because now we have become the temple ourselves. The Holy Spirit is inside of us. Secondly, we don't have to offer the sacrifices they did, like killing some animals, you know, some, some, some bulls, some goats, etc., etc. We don't have to do that because for us, the sacrifice, ever-living sacrifice is Jesus. And that blood is still fresh for us to apply to any situation. So if we declare somebody covered by the blood, for our sake as priests, God will honor that statement and cover them. However, those who we are not declaring covered or we are not covering them, it is the same who will also not be covered. Make no mistake. If the priest who was doing this thing, if he act on time, the people that he will stand between them and death, those people, they won't die. But those that he wasn't able to reach fast enough so that death got them first, those people, they die. It's the same what we do. He had a censer, he had incense in it, and he went to offer it. You know, according to the New Testament, the prayers of the saints is an incense before God. So please, I am asking you, let's take our business, our eternal business, let's take it serious. When you go out to the shop there to buy things, those who are sitting there taking your money, pray for them. And believe God for them. That after the virus is over, you will still come and meet them sitting there doing their job. You know, some of them are not nice people. And I guess there could be a couple of them that you are already offended at them because of some, some things they did. But I want you to forgive them because they don't know what they are doing. If they know the importance of the role that you are playing, they will rather bribe you so that by your activity they will be kept alive. But they don't know. They are ignorant. So let's handle them the way Jesus handled them. Let's handle those who don't know because they don't know. Handle them aside. But let's pray for them. Let's pray for those who are bringing us parcels, you know, bringing deliveries to us. Let's pray for people who are doing the many, many things that we don't see. Because when you empty the Aldi or the little or whatever shop is close to you, 
Somebody has to drive and bring the new ones there so that they can stock the place again. And the people who, uh, even if you should stay at home, for them, they are compelled to do this because if they don't do it, things will be schlesed or eh, schlesed. Yeah. Things yeah. will be a lot bad for us. Those people, we owe them a duty as priests to lift them up before God that they will be covered. And then, of course, we go to the mainline, hardline people. The uh, doctors, the nurses, the hospital staff, all these people, they are part of the team that we need to remember in prayer. And the reason we need to remember them in prayer is because it takes a long time to train somebody to be a doctor or a nurse. So, if you should be losing doctors at a time like this, trust me, you will go to the hospital one day, there's nobody there. And then we also have to remember those who are the normal folk like us. I'm saying normal folk because uh, you probably are living in a house which is not your own. Meaning that maybe you have got neighbors in the same building. Or if your building is standalone, at least you have neighbors on your right or on your left, etc., etc. You want to pray for them. And the reason you should be praying for them is because when Jesus got to Nazareth, do you realize that the Bible said that he was able to heal a few people with headaches, etc., etc., but he couldn't do any major thing? Now, let me put it to you that those people that he healed of headache, those people, they believed in him. Mm -hmm. If they didn't believe, he would not be able to do even that one for them. Mm -hmm. But the problem is, those people who didn't believe, there were many. And their own belief created a cloud, an atmosphere in the place that blocked other people who were weak in their believing from being able to receive. So the people that are having fear, and trust me, there are many, many people who have got fear. You and I, we will not um, really understand because some of you, it's not yesterday that you gave your life to Christ. So Christ has been in your life for long. So the angst some people have, you don't know what it means. You, you, you just pray your prayer in the evening. You give your head to the pillow and the pillow does the rest. You sleep like a baby. But there are people who are so scared they cannot even sleep. Or they cannot even have a sound sleep. They just doze up and come. And their fear is still before them. We need to lift up prayer for this spirit that is gripping the world because it's not just gripping Deutschland. Is gripping the whole world. Why do I say it's gripping the whole world? If you like, ask those people in Nigeria whether when they open the radio or they open the TV, they don't hear Corona mentioned at least once or twice in a day. Sometimes for some of them, every hour when the news is going on, something about this thing is going out. 
How can you be talking about these kinds of things all the time? And the people don't get afraid. Even you, as a believer, I want to ask him. When you go to those places where they have provided these uh, disinfectants, you wash your hands. Some places they have got uh, hand gloves they give you. Before you take the trolleys, you know, the, the anchor wagon to get into the shop to buy things. When you, you, you do some of those things and you are in the shops, don't you have thoughts coming into your head? That, yeah, I have an anchor wagon. I have put this thing and I'm in the shop. But even some of the things I'm buying now, some of these people may have touched them with their hands. And you know that this virus actually can live on surfaces. It doesn't just go away like that. So some of us, we just handle these things and we just go. We are not afraid because we know that we are covenant children. Amen. But look at all these people who don't have anybody backing them. You say, yeah, they don't love God. But if the person is blinded, how is he supposed to know what is right from wrong? Mm. So they need our prayer. They need our intercessory ministry. Let's remember the people who are living in the same, uh, not volume, but the same uh, block with us. The people living on our street. Let's remember them. The people who are colleagues, Albert colleague, where we work, let's remember them. Because whatever they are spreading in that environment can affect you and I. Mm -hmm. It may not affect you to the extent to which it affects them. But it can be the reason why something the boss must do for all of you is that he doesn't do it. And then everybody is affected. And so, my dear friends, we are, according to the Bible, and God's word cannot lie, we are a chosen generation. Amen. We are a royal priesthood. God has called us for a situation like this. Because, you see, God doesn't want the people dying this way. You, 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 you say, what do you mean? Because I know I've heard a lot of videos. I've even seen some people saying that, yeah, uh, people should be repent, repenting that now judgment has started, blah, 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 blah. Yeah. Judgment will definitely come. I'm not saying that there will be no judgment when somebody is doing wrong. But I want you to understand that this is not the judgment. Why do I know that this is not the judgment? I'll give you. The first reason I know that this is not the judgment it's simply because all these demons, even Satan who is the cause of all these things, is still free, moving around. If human beings are going to be judged, why should the devil go free? The Bible said, our judgment fell upon Jesus. And he became, therefore, a point of reconciliation between us and God. So, if God is now at peace with us because of Jesus, and is not angry with us anymore because of what Jesus has done, how then do you say that he is angry with some people so he is releasing this virus to kill them? It's not God. It is not God. Get it right. Now, some people will say, okay, if it's not God, then where is God? How can God allow something like that to happen? 
Now, what I want to tell you is simply this. Don't we have security companies? But is it everybody they protect? <laughs> Don't the security companies protect those people who have, they abstract those companies to protect them? Contracted them to, they have an agreement, a fleeting with them. They have contracted them to protect them. That's how they protect them. So the security companies, they don't just go around and protect anybody because it's a human being. But they protect those that have a contract or agreement with them. The contract every human being has, has with God is that God created all humans. He loves all of them. But God wants every human being to have a relationship with him. There are those who say, we don't want you in our lives. We don't like your laws. We don't like your restrictions. You are a joy killer. We want to do what we like and we want to do it anytime we like. If we kill somebody and the person we are killing is our own child, what is that to you? If it is by my own body that I have done what I need to do and this baby has now come into my my stomach, and I say, it's not convenient to me, so I'm removing it. I come out. Who are you to tell me not to come out? So if people are saying this kind of things, don't you think that the God who gave us our will, he has to respect our will? God does not violate human will. And trust me, even the demons, God does not God does not permit them to violate a human being's will. Whether the person is a believer or unbeliever, God doesn't permit the devil to violate a human will. This is why the devil uses deception to get people to do his will. Because if he can just impose his will upon people, he doesn't have to deceive them. He just has to command them like robots and they will obey. But he uses deception because there is a divine rule that says that the will of a man must be respected by the unseen world. And any demon who is trying to violate that rule makes himself liable for strife. He's liable for punishment. So they don't violate your will. If they are going to get to the place where they'll be crossing over to violate somebody's will. There is an angel that's on assignment to a person when he was a baby. That angel is there to ensure that the will of the person is not violated. So when the person is saying, no, 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 this thing is not good, I don't want to do it anymore. When the angel want to force, the, the, the angel of the, when the demon want to force, the angel of the Lord would not say, eh, 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 haven't you what he, what he said? He said, no. Keep to your side of the line. So the only other way they still have to work to get the person to do it is to lie to them. Make the thing look good. Make it look attractive. Try and force, force. Whisper things. Whisper things. Uh, try to tell you many benefits. Or try to shut your brain down to the side effects, the bad things it will, it will create for others. Until they get you to do it. That's how it works. So God doesn't violate people's will. When we say we don't want God anymore in our schools, we remove it out of school. Should he force himself upon us? No. When we say that the uh, salvation is a private zakah, so somebody should not talk to anybody about Christ. Uh, uh, 
should should we enforce force it upon people we cannot and so these things that we have deliberately chosen is the reason why sometimes god backs off and when the enemy has an evil agenda that agenda is carried on not because god cannot stop him but because he is not empowered mandated by us to stop him and that thing happens so corona is one of those things that god could not stop because men have chosen to go their own way and 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 i, I hope to god that there is no human being that is directly behind it meaning to say that no human being is actually the one who is behind this thing that they produce this thing somewhere in some lab somewhere or something was deliberately released to try and harm some people and try and weaken some economies or trying so that people will kind of be afraid and program them so that when somebody comes out and he says now i want to rule the world because i can provide peace and everybody will say hey this is the message i hope that is not the case but if this is this is an orchestration that is to make way for the antichrist may god punish those people who are behind Amen. the level of evil and the level of life that has been lost and the panic that has come to this world an unprecedented series of actions i've never seen since, since i was a baby if there is some human being who is behind it and they are acting in a manipulative sense may god look to their evil Amen. and even if they are hiding in a cupboard somewhere may god expose it to the light Amen. may they never escape with it in jesus name but if this is an accident whereby the devil sneak this thing in on our dark side and it is therefore affecting all of us may god show us mercy and deliver us from it and for that reason i'm asking you my dear friends we are not strangers to the covenants of God. The Bible talks of some people and they say they are strangers to the covenants of Israel. You know, when you are a stranger to something, you will not enjoy it. But a person that is not a stranger, he will enjoy it. You are working hard like this. When you have property, are you going to give it to somebody who is a stranger? Somebody in the street? Come and take my property when your own children are there. I have not seen somebody that has not uh, has every screw in his head in his proper place will work hard and go and give the thing to a stranger. So when you are strangers to the covenant, the covenant is there, but it doesn't work for you. According to the Bible, God does not break covenant. He's a covenant keeper. And you know, when he signed that agreement with Israel through the blood of the Passover lamb that was killed at that time. What happened to the people? Their chains of spiritual and physical bondage was broken. So that the forces that supported Pharaoh to keep them prisoners, those forces, they abandoned the man. So now, he couldn't say he want to keep them anymore. He have to let them go. Secondly, the forces also which attacked the people with infirmity and with sickness and with untimely death, those forces, they left the people so that they were eating the covenant uh, in the evening, sick, tired, weak, poor, 
slaves without much hope. Within the next 24 hours, the tables have been turned. Now, there are the people who, when they speak, their word is law. Because when they tell any Egyptian, give me everything I need because I need to worship the Lord. Oh yeah, oh yeah, come and have it now. Do you need more? Do you need more? Look, I can give you more if only you pray for me. And by that means, those who were downtrodden, under and oppressed, they went on top. The tail became the head. And the head went down. Then the next thing that happened is the old men, the old women, the people who were sick, those whose bodies somehow has been affected so they cannot travel, all those kind of people, when they woke up in their morning, they look for the disease or the sickness. It's nowhere to be found. Everybody can feel that he's strong enough to travel. Today, 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 there are people, you can't move them. The only way you can move them is if you are moving them in an ambulance. Because if you move them in any ordinary means of transport, they will die. But do you know that there was a miracle in that night? Because in the night that the destroyer was de destroying those who were oppressing them, in that same night, the healer also was healing everybody who was among the Israelites. So that when they got up and they started to move, even the old women, they could walk on their own feet. They didn't need somebody to carry them. The old men, they could walk. They didn't. The Bible says there was not one feeble person. You know what feeble is? Feeble simply means the person may have become weak because of sickness or he may have become weak because of age. Even the effect of age was completely discretion. Mm. Cancelled mm. with the blood. Mm. And the effect of sickness was also cancelled. It's one thing dealing with the sickness. It's another thing restoring the person. The sickness is left and the people were restored in the same process overnight. So they left the place completely like an army that can go to war on their own two feet. Mm. When Pharaoh chased them, he used horses and chariots. Mm. When those people left, they left on their feet. But those who came with horses could not overtake those who were on their feet. Meaning they were fit. So, the point I want to make to you today is we are going to take communion. The communion that we are going to take is supposed to be for those of us who are not strangers to the covenants. We are actually covenant sons and daughters. And when you are a covenant son and you are a covenant daughter, one thing you should know is that God can never lie when he's dealing with a person of covenant. God can never break his covenant. God will always honor his covenant no matter what. And the proof of that is the death of Jesus. The death of Jesus wasn't just an ordinary death. It was a death that was necessitated and demanded by covenant. Because blood needs to be shed. And simply because God couldn't break his covenant, he looked at Jesus and he said, I will still sacrifice you. He sacrificed his only son for us. And so if God did not withhold Jesus so that we can be free, 
Do you think God will break his covenant towards you or for you? It's not possible. And so I want you to understand that when you take this communion today, it is not an authorization to break the rules concerning this coronavirus. You know, by the grace of God, we got it right the first time we were in church. I mean, the last time we were in church. We were not shaking hands. And uh, later on, the instructions they have given confirms that we should even keep two meters distance. Just because we take communion does not mean that you, you don't respect those normal regulations anymore. That you can go around hugging people because you, you, you believe that you have an exemption. No, that's not what it means. When somebody does that, it means it's not balanced. It's not properly balanced according to the word of God. When people are doing things like that, if God tells you to go embrace somebody, despite Corona, that's a different matter. But if you were just doing it with presumption, simply because, well, I'm covered, so I can just know, and then you are, that one, the Bible says, thou shalt not do what? Tempt the Lord thy God. So, we are taking this communion for the situation and the case where on our blind side somebody comes to take the bread or handle the bread that you have gone to buy and has deposited something on it. That thing can never, never get into your system to handle. Amen. Because when it touches you, there shall be spiritual fire that will destroy every virus that is in it. That is the goal. If somebody should uh, prepare something, because you know sometimes you buy these things, fly salad, whatever, whatever. It is human beings who handled it before they, they pass it. Yep. So if in case something has gone into it, when you eat it, the thing that was could have transmitted to somebody else would not transmit to you. Amen. They would die on contact. Amen. Because if you drink any deadly thing, it will not harm you, the scripture says. You know, that scripture didn't say we should go and look for deadly things to drink so that we can prove. Yeah. Or that we should, because if, even if we handle snakes, they won't harm us. So we should go and look for snakes. Mm. It didn't make a snake charmers. <laughs> it simply made us a people who you cannot use those things as weapons, hidden weapons against us. If I see somebody vomiting on something or spitting on something, that is the thing I will not buy. Mm. I'm not going to say I will buy it because for me, uh, 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 what, what, what are you talking about? And so <laughs> I'm trying to clear the air so that you understand that our liberty in Christ gives us freedom to do certain extraordinary things. If I am moving and somebody falls down now, the first thing I should do is call the ambulance. And then secondly, I should try to take the person from, maybe if he's in the street, he's in harm's way, to remove them. That is irrespective of whether they have corona or not. Because I have heard a testimony of somebody 
that they claim that because these people were so much afraid because of corona, somebody fell down on the street and nobody wanted to touch him. Then, when eventually somebody recognized him because he's a relative and went and called these people and they came, it is too late. The person died. Yet he didn't die as a result of being infected with corona. He had his own issue. So this one, they will not count it among the corona deaths. But it is an indirect result of corona. That's why the person has died. We as believers in those kinds of situations, we should claim immunity and take action. Yeah. Because we cannot look at our fellow, fellow men and do nothing. Are you okay with me? Yes, sir. So our communion is going to deal with those situations where we are taking these kinds of actions and the immunity will be unbreakable. I just want to assure you that God is cognizant of what we go through and cognizant of the areas when we are vulnerable and where we need to listen to instruction from God for us to be protected. He will talk to us. If God is saying, don't buy that thing, don't say, ah, that thing, now nah, it don't sweet meal. <laughs> it may be that there's something in it. That's why God is saying, don't buy it. Yeah. So listen to that, to that voice inside you because the voice inside you is as good as the Bible that is written. Am I, am I talking to somebody? Yes, sir. We have to get to the place where we know we are in a battlefield. And when you are in a battlefield, information is critical. So sometimes you may not have the luxury of sleeping so that God will give you a dream. So he will speak, the inner voice, you, you will speak and you will hear. Obey it. Obey it. If you obey it, everything will be well. Amen. And so, my dear friends, I want you to approach the communion today with a lot of reverence. A lot of respect. Because it is a point of contact. You know, the switch in your room, that is not the electricity. But it is a point of contact that releases the power of the electricity to have effect in your room. So the same way, the bread and the wine that we are going to bless shortly so that we will use to take the communion, there are points of contact that will unleash the limitless power of God upon your life. So that you will not be a victim to anybody or to any situation. So that as you go out there, you will go with confidence, knowing that by the time this thing is over, I will still be around. Amen. Am I talking to somebody? Yes, sir. And simply because I will still be around when this whole thing is over, I will do my best to be a blessing to other people who are not so advantaged like I am. If there is a help you should be offering somebody, don't be afraid. Offer that help. Me, I don't really have some very old people here in this building here with me who, 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 who are nice to me. You know, you can't just go to a stranger right now and say, do you need some shopping? I, I can do it for you. <clears throat> if they will accept it, I will easily do it. But a black man, that you don't have a relationship with this person, that kind of thing you cannot easily do. 
you may be able to offer, but it's, it's, it's up to them to accept or reject. But let us be available so that where there is a need for help, God can use us to provide it. And when we get to heaven, those rewards, the, 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 uh, well, we will never lose those rewards. Amen. We will get them. Amen. 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 Shall we pray? Thank you for taking our time to tune in. For more information on our services, visit our website www.wimachapu.org. You can also join us for our weekly conference course on Thursdays. More details on our website. Also make sure to check our Facebook, Instagram and YouTube platforms.